Give me a cold one, bro. Cracking a cold one with the brew. With the brew. Piss water coming at you. Yep, that's... Yeah. <sighs> but the great taste that always fills you up and never lets you down. Piss water. <laughs> <laughs> From Anheuser-Busch. Hey. <laughs> Oh, the president's been impeached, but the Senate won't get him impeached or removed from office? Don't worry, we got you. Piss water. Forget about your problems and the systemic tragedies your nation has wrought upon countless indigenous folks. Piss water. Piss water. (laughs) Don't think, just buy some piss water. Piss water. (laughs) Critical thinking is the death of capitalism. Don't do that. Don't do that. Buy this piss water. Here, flashing lights. Piss water. Eagle flies over. America, piss water. <laughs> One of my favorite things, yeah. it, it was BuzzFeed or Wired or something, but they have people from other nations try American beers. Oh, why? It's, it's actually really funny. They all pretty much universally liked Blue Moon, which, like, I can get behind that for yeah, sure. Yeah, why yeah. not? But I remember they, they, like, they literally, it was like Bud Light or Miller Light or Budweiser, and they were just like, oh, it's just Walter, isn't it? Uh, domestics are terrible. No, they're awful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we are now, just now, starting to craft beers and make them taste better but mm-hmm. for a long time american beer was just trash yep. was indeed piss and, water. well it's <laughs> yeah it, it's funny too because i think in that video they actually give them a few craft brews that are like right. six seven percent they're like jesus yeah what I, I can't even have two like right. like you know <laughs> yeah. like they're so like blown away that by the six percent abv they're like it's it's too strong i can't like, <laughs> i love it i love it i love it We're back. Episode 244. I was about to say 24, but that that's that's a while. That's a, that's a while back. Looking yeah. back over the shoulder. Look at how far we come. Look at how from far 24 we to come. 44. Oh, it's still so far to go. Still so far. Maybe to we'll have go. a thousand listens by episode 444. We actually, I think we're about to hit 2K listens. Oh, listens. Oh, yeah. I guess. Me. Oh, you mean like listeners? listeners. Sure. Yeah. yeah. What, which, by the way, that is remarkable. That amongst like the maybe 30 people yeah, who, that who, tune who, in. Yeah. We have nearly 2,000 plays. Now, I'm not saying that 600 of those are from me just boosting our numbers while I have it on in the background, but I'm also not not saying that. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, it's wild. Anyway, let's tell the people who we are. I- I'm Ben. My name's Ian. And we're Too Many Flicks. And if this is your first time listening, what we do is we talk a little bit about movie trailers. We give you some scoops on the latest movie news, comic book movie news. We, we even do trivia. And we also talk about what's hot and what's streaming on streaming platforms. That's right. And without further ado, I think we should probably just jump on in it, don't you think? Put let's, our foot in it. Mm, let's just dive right in. Swan let's dive that. Put page. our foot in it. Ooh. Tasty. Tasty. Trailer. Trailer. Mm, that's good. That's real good. All right, gang, kicking off our Tasty Trailers segment, we are taking a look at Promising Young Woman. Promising Young Woman drops April 17th, and it is directed by Emerald Fennell, and it's starring Carrie Mulligan, Bo Burnham, Laverne Cox, Clancy Brown, Molly Shannon, Allison Brie, and so many more. A young woman, traumatized by a tragic event in her past, seeks out revenge against men who cross her path. Ooh, yeah, this movie, uh, it's a lot going on here, and uh, it's definitely topical, one 
one can say. Certainly, yes. No, it's a, uh, it's a. Uh, I think we we had a brief discussion about this. It's a little on the nose in the same way that Queen and Slim addressing police brutality against people of color is a little on the nose. Mm-hmm. But these are both issues that have been in the public discourse for decades now, with very little action being done. So I think that is very intentional. It's like, okay, great, you're not going to do anything about it. We're going to talk about this in mm-hmm. as bombastic a way as possible and tackle this in the most overt yeah. way. Sometimes you need that. Absolutely. You, know, you just need it to be out in front. And there's no innuendos, no, like, it's just, this is what this is. Yep. And you have to force the audience to deal with that um, as a reality. And uh, yeah, this happens all the time. It does. And I think we also briefly discussed off off mic the, the fine line that Emerald Fennel is going to have to walk here as a director writer because so much of the public discourse has been why do strong women in pop culture have to not universally but by a large margin a lot of them have endured some form of assault and that is quote-unquote what makes them stronger that's where her revenge stems from is that yeah yeah valid point carrie mulligan's character was going to school to be a doctor it's implied that she dropped out of med school because of some form of assault that happened and the school didn't take her seriously right and so it's going to be a fine line for fennel to walk as a storyteller because how do you make her character like that not be the only part of her character that is important you know yeah that is important um this is her this is her first feature-length film which is exciting she's done a lot of acting she's done a lot of uh television acting she's on the crown she has done some stuff for the drifters she was in the danish girl and she's actually written for a lot of television too she wrote for killing eve and she wrote for i'm not mistaken a little bit for the drifters as well and now she's writing and directing her first film which is really exciting that's pretty cool yeah i think it's really cool i think i I would trust her being that she has that experience more than i would sure to uh, handle this property uh very well Uh, it 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 looks like a a a very good uh movie with a lot of substance a lot of talking points that we need to address and a lot of men ain't shit um which is just it's the truth hey just real quick (laughs) little sidetrack oh yeah go ahead when did bo burnham become an adult yeah i don't know why does he look like he has a pension in yeah i know seriously seriously like he's a whole ass adult yeah same haircut though i guess that's just his that's what he's marketing that's his brand yeah that's his brand it's my haircut uh yes a lot of actually big name um male actors in this um who are playing um assaulters and assaultees um yeah I, you know this movie is just something you have to see and i, I really hope it it is i hope it deals with these issues respectively which i think it shall um i have faith in who they tapped as the director be it it is her first um feature length film directing but you know she has that experience like i said again that we as men just don't have and and hopefully that translates well on screen and i think it should and i think it will so i'm optimistic i got i got a lot of harley quinn suicide squad vibes in the aesthetic oh yeah very very lisa frank colors with like you know at one point she has like neon rainbow striped hair yep she's even in a nurse's outfit she is is something one could uh uh, point to like the joker in the nurse outfit and Mm. uh could be definitely like oh yeah harley quinn could definitely be an influence in this this is i yeah i think we need to see how this plays out how the subject matter is handled but overall it it looks pretty promising they have a sick ass <laughs> underscore with oh fuck me yeah i, I definitely planned that one right. <laughs> <laughs> but i do also just want to say that they have a sick little like violin
in toxic oh, Britney yeah. Spears redux underneath, and that yeah, that does it for she me. Also, kind of has a. I don't know when this movie was made, but it also has a Joker moment when she's in the mirror and she's wiping off makeup. Oh yeah, she it's like very, smears yeah, it along her it's like very. Lip. I I wouldn't be surprised. I this mean, is that's yeah. You're picking up these illusions. I like it. Yeah 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, again, should be promising. You have to see it. Remember April the seventeenth. It's a good time to see a movie. It's a good time for this to to drop too and make as much money as possible. I don't think absolutely too many movies are dropping in April. No, um, it's sort of that springtime pocket where it's not blockbuster season yet, but it's getting along in months that it won't be so cold people are deterred from going to the theater. So. Except in Chicago. Except in it Chicago where it will be perpetually <laughs> negative 10 it, and then yeah, until one like day May. they just want it to be summer. Someone just arbitrarily <laughs> said, you know what? No, it's 90 yeah. now. Someone forgets to flip the switch and is like, oh, hey, oh fuck, dude, how long did we have winter running? Fuck. Oh, shit. Uh... <laughs> Uh, we miss spring. Just go to go to summer. Go to go summer. To s- <laughs> Cut to summer. <laughs> All right. There's no. Uh, There's know. no good transition. There's no Why transition. I, I can't say this. Yeah. No. There isn't transition. I'm trying to think and I can't. Okay. Anyway, the next movie is a Christopher Nolan directed film, and I know that's not usually the order uh, in which we say these things, but I have to. It's Christopher Nolan's it's new Chris movie. It's Nolan. Y'all. Okay. Yeah. It's a it's a Nolan film, and it's called Tenet, and it's coming out July the 17th of next year. So this is a definitely a blockbuster and it's starring mm-hmm. John David Washington uh, Robert Pattinson Elizabeth Debicki Himish Patel and Clemsey Posey bro <laughs> I didn't even know this dude is supposedly some sort of secret agent they throw around the term afterlife a few times it's implied that JDW has died and come back or something and we see a lot of buckwild action happening in reverse it's Chris Nolan fam just go with it so uh <laughs> IMDB didn't have a plot announced so I just figured I'd give y'all that nice little synopsis right there i'm gonna read it word for word <laughs> this is hilarious but like yeah bro come on i it's this is really hard to describe period because i have there's a myriad of theories right now and, I, and it just dropped so we're recording this on a thursday mm-hmm. um, this just dropped today like three hours three hours before we started recording so i highly doubt that there are any in-depth theories yet out there and i can't even begin to surmise so i had a running theory that this could be involving parallel universes or parallel timelines in order to fix another timeline and that's why dimensions in the laws of physics are different in certain things like backwards time flip and reversey and you can also Mm -hmm. see it in the title where the title looks like it's almost mirroring the other side like the word tenant is flipped upside down towards the last two letters so i don't know ian your thoughts uh uh, so far, like with as little information as we have about this, I, I think that any anything's fucking plausible right now. You know, like it's Christopher Nolan, yo. He's got some fucking wild, wild inventive imagination, and I love it. I love that he throws these curveballs at you like this. That we get blockbusters that are a little screwbally. You know, yeah. Uh, we, the the trailer kicks off with some sort of metaphor about burning buildings. You know, like we're we could we never know if we're running into a burning building until we feel the fire or something like that so there's he's it's so hard to know like what's misdirection and what is specifically a breadcrumb that's left for us because you know this this whole production has been like shrouded in secrecy i remember when we found out about this it had to at least been like 10 15 episodes back we talked briefly about it how christopher nolan had some new spy thriller coming out and literally no details until they just dropped the trailer on us today uh yeah like what is the importance of the word tenant because his handler jd 
IDW's handler tells him, like, just remember this word, tenant. And it's like, Wait, wh okay, well, that tells me nothing. And then what is Rob Pat doing here? He's just sort of, like, looking badass, driving a car backwards. I'm, I'm about it. Hey, y'all, what's worse than a nuclear holocaust? I what's worse? can't think of one. I don't know, but apparently that young woman did. She knew Clemens Posey. She's like, he's like, we're going to stop a nuclear holocaust? She's like, no, something was. It's like, what? Maybe the fabric of the universe is ripped in two or implodes upon itself. That I suppose, yeah, that, that would probably be worse, I guess. Yeah. I mean, well, one can only assume, right? Uh, uh, also, it must be real lucky to be um, uh, Denzel Washington's son. That helps, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure he's been working hard. He's also a very fantastic actor, but when you have the, one of the best actors to ever walk this earth in Denzel Washington, it's kind of hard. Not well, to I, I feel like that's got to be both a blessing for the obvious reasons, but also kind of a curse. Yeah. It, it, like, it, when it, your father is one of the finest actors of our generation who is known for dynamite performances and just like fucking being in it and you're his son right they hire you with the expectation that you will rise to and or exceed your father's abilities and that's that's got to be difficult whoever his agent is and his marketing team they they do a very good job of making you forget that's that, true that, i mean 100 because and the way he entered the business too i think was a smart way as well with one movie then waiting some time for another movie don't oversaturate yourself because everyone's gonna be like oh you're denzel's son he's like Absolutely. no you know um uh, anyway this, this isn't about him this is about tenant this is about christopher nolan's film um kenneth brana is in this i didn't put him in the fucking oh shit, cast really? list but kenneth brana is in this michael kane is obviously in it he is contractually yeah. obligated to be in every christopher nolan movie right oh man this is what are we gonna do with this what is the, what is this it's <laughs> it's so much going on um yeah i i <laughs> we're really lost for words yeah it, if you haven't had a chance to check out the trailer for tenant yet tenet not int tenet t-e-n-e-t -E -E check it out there's there's just no no two ways about it this it's something it's something to see like with anything with christopher nolan does but specifically god just some of <sighs> let me hear a theory from you give me a theory what do you think what do you think this would be about okay so i don't i don't think you're completely off the mark with parallel universes he always puts some sort of spin on it, though. Like, you know, he turns it on its ear. It seems like John David Washington might have actually died. Now, if he's dead and he's in some sort of parallel universe, I don't know. I think he might have died and then they did some, like, Kingsman 2 bullshit, you know, brought him back from the dead or whatever. And, like, congratulations. You died as opposed to giving up your other agents. You've passed the test. Mm -hmm. And now he's part of some uber-secret, you know, dream-stealer group that operates beyond government or something. Because that's what it certainly seems like yeah um oh my god i think we're gonna get a lot of time hopping here time it's very obvious that time is going to be a huge construct of what happens in this film like especially when they announce the release date at the end of the trailer and says time runs out mm -hmm. july 17th 2020 so uh, looper time jumpers i don't know it definitely yeah it also reminds me of, like prince of persia <laughs> like a video yeah game like sands of time or something yeah. absolutely especially when Rob asks John, he's like, what happened here? And he's like, it hasn't happened yet. Right, and then yeah. like he pulls out like the SWAT dude that's moving backwards and tight. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. That's I have that's so that's my theory. I have no theory. <laughs> All right. Right. On. Yeah, that's I mean, yep. Uh, with that being said, uh, let's move on to our next one. Ian, there's no trans.
transition for this either. These are transitional list uh, list uh, trailers today. That's <laughs> right, fam. We're we're just gonna jump right into talking about Saint Maud, which will drop March twenty seventh, and it is directed by Rose Glass, and it's starring Jennifer L. Morfid Clark, Lily Fraser, and Fiona Thompson. Saint Maud is the story of a pious nurse who becomes dangerously obsessed with saving a patient's life, and that's that. Yeah, uh, this, saving the soul. Yeah. I guess soul of her patient. I'm sorry, I said saving the life. She wants to save her soul. 100. This is terrifying. Yeah! A24, ladies and gentlemen. A24. I should just preface all their movies by being like, and now from A24, a good movie. <laughs> um, Yeah, their batting average is high. Yeah. <laughs> consistently bangers. Yeah, yeah. Um, So yeah, this looks... As you've already said, ter- terrifying. I'm looking at this is this is another feature length premiere for uh, someone on this list. We have this is this is Rose Glass's first feature length film. She's done a few horror shorts, but now she's tiptoeing into that full length. And congratulations, yeah. that's freaking awesome. Oh yeah, big shout out to female directors. Bah, 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 bah. Killing, Killing the, the game, game. Killing coming the at game. you this spring. Yeah. So I think all right. Let's. I, I think we need to address this right out the gate. Call hit. Do you think that there are supernatural powers at play or is Maud struggling with mental illness. She's struggling with illness, one hundred percent. Yeah, I got, I got that impression too. Yeah, I'm really hoping that it, that's not the case. That we do get some hint of supernatural happenings. Oh God, there's. So I'm not, I'm not bad with gore, y'all. Like I, I can handle it. There's one scene where she sticks pins through the image of. Is it, is it Mary? Yeah, it's some saintly it's woman. Mary. It is Mary. Yeah. She sticks pins through the image of Mary and puts the pins face up in the soles of her converse shoes and then she steps down into them you hear that that yeah that just that fleshy like like and whole goodness gracious I have never had more trouble watching something in a trailer than I did watching that particular moment in this like holy sh- yeah. shit yeah indeed she was uh she's uh gone on a holy crusade I guess so <laughs> so I think I think this will obviously be a, a very thematic film that deals at the very least if not with mental illness which it seems to allude to definitely with religious zealotry yeah and what happens when you it, it, my my guess this one I do have a theory Okay. My guess is that she is struggling with mental illness, which is hinted at from some sort of tragic thing that happens in her first nursing position. Because she, you run into a friend on the street, she's like, oh, it's so good to see you. What are you doing now? She's like, I'm nursing. She's like, you're still nursing after what happened? Yeah. So my theory is that she's struggling with some sort of mental illness. And as opposed to getting professional help, she throws herself all the way into the deep end oh. of Christianity. Yeah. yeah. And so we will get some commentary on treating mental illness with like all-consuming religious belief as opposed to professional help yeah that's that's a i want to see that movie if it's not i'm gonna be disappointed now absolutely if it's, it's topical. not that it's yeah. gonna be highly disappointed that's good that's a good theory i think that's what we're dealing with here yeah. and the conflict will also obviously come in to play because the patient she's trying to save is at the very least agnostic i think she's atheist because she yeah. straight up tells maude like hey god's not real and then maude slaps her yeah so this will this will be interesting 
interesting. Or it might even be a, a, a fight club situation where that woman doesn't even exist and that's just her. That that could be. She was at the party though. Like that that whole slapping scene happens in the middle of like a huge party. Bro, that it seems like is for her. I, he I, he I, fights himself literally at fight club. You're right. You're right. Fuck is. I, 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 I see where you're headed with this. Right, that's yeah. okay. I guess probably not because that trope is done a hundred times over. I hope it's not, but it's. I'm just throwing that out as a possibility. So, Absolutely. Yeah, out as, I, I really hope it's not. I guess, we're going to have to see. Yeah, yeah. This looks buck wild. We've, uh, all these trailers this week have been pretty buck wild. We even had to cut a few yeah. that looked equally promising, but this is what we have time to talk for, and we yeah. don't want you to have to labor through three hours of us dissecting shit you're not looking at. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we try to do our best to what we think is exciting and what we think that you might think is exciting, what we think that you might think that they might think that we might think is exciting. So let's go ahead and move over here. <laughs> Before yeah. we go, I do want Billboards. to say no. oh. this is also the week of reduxes, like, uh-huh. you know, remixing popular songs. Billie Eilish is All the Good Girls Go to Hell. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Is a fucking bop. That's and when bop. it like when it came on in the trailer, I was like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. More, please. All right. All right, let's uh, move on to our topic. Before we do that, let's uh, shoot over to some billboards and see uh, what charities we might have uh, some information for you. This just in. Extra, extra, read all about it. Flix News. Okay, uh, first topic in Flix News is this. Will Ferrell to star in a Netflix dramatization of documentary uh, The Legend of Cocaine Island. That's from Justin Kroll at Variety. And if you don't know anything about this, this is um, older gentleman. Uh, here's a legend uh, from the quote-unquote town hippie about there possibly being a shit ton of cocaine worth a lot of money in one of the Caribbean islands. And he says, okay, that sounds like a great idea. I'm going to uh, do that and find the cocaine. <laughs> and and so uh, yep. a bunch of antics ensue as he flies there the first time and forgets a shovel. Yep. He tries to fly back a second time and he just gets tired, y'all. Yeah. He decides his name is Rodney Hyden and Rodney gets sleepy. Yep. He didn't want to dig no more. And then eventually he does get arrested because I think he was soliciting people to help him go dig up the cocaine or something. Uh, it's an ass backwards story, my friends, but sometimes truth is stranger than fiction. Yeah, sometimes it is, which is funny because Will Ferrell is going to be in it. He's in a uh, Stranger, Stranger than, than fiction. fiction. Yeah. There you go. Did, what, did you try to do that? A little bit, yeah. Hey. <laughs> we can be witty here, All folks. Right. Sometimes. Yeah, I think this will be a fun thing. The documentary is on Netflix right now. It's called, I think, literally The Legend of Cocaine Island. So go, go check that it. out. Give that a give right. that a quick watch before we get any more Will Ferrell goofs jam-packed into this story. Because it is a story rife for parody, satire, yep. and Will Ferrell's the right man to do it. Yes, he is. Um, And uh, yeah, that was a risky adventure for that guy and so is the next topic which is a risky undertaking from director tom hooper ian very very risky if y'all don't know based off of that little segue the cats reviews are in folks and they're not great to put it mildly they're not great no they like i think critics are just having more fun tearing this movie to shreds than they did like have fun watching it yeah where is it sitting right now at um damn you uh rotten tomatoes (laughs) i think it's 
it's currently at 17%. If not, if it might have changed. Hold on. Oh, one or two critics might like it. It's from 17% when we started uh, mm. looking at this. It's up to 20. Oh, wow. It's not so it's, terrible. It's slowly inching its way towards a better score. That being said, a few of my favorite snippets. The LA Times says, Cats is both a horror and an endurance test. Jesus. Little White Lies said, I felt the light inside me slowly fading. <laughs> oh my God. I personally, I like when critics have a little, a little flourish, a little, uh, you know, pizzazz in their review. And the playlist said, once Tom Hooper's 110 minutes of cats are over, theater is dead. <laughs> and we unchosen ones are left tragically to continue living. Wow. That, uh, oh. that's a tough one. Um, it's a tough one. We talked about this briefly, Ben, off recording, but this is not a film that lends itself to like this this the story of cats is not something that lends itself to being a marketable hollywood narrative not at all and so it, this you raised this question i think it's very interesting so did tom hooper think that he could do this out of arrogance or was it foolishness was it out of respect <laughs> looking at those cgi cats i don't know if it was respect yeah but he clearly is a musical theater fan yeah clearly gotta be he obviously loves himself some andrew lloyd webber too so yeah and fam i've said it before but if you want to make a good andrew lloyd webber movie don't let andrew lloyd webber touch your movie not at all he he just he, he is an accomplished musician and theater person but the world of cinema is just so vastly different yeah. it's so vastly different in the way that you can tell stories and the stories that you can sort of get away with telling mm -hmm. are vastly different and you honestly, know? yeah and honestly i'm convinced that uh you know uh andrew lloyd webber is constantly um on lsd which is fine but uh yeah. if that's what you want to do no shame but if you want to make a musical i don't know if it's the best <laughs> the best thing to be on maybe wait till after and then maybe write down what you experience there we go yeah yeah, yeah. and then yeah try to make sense of it yeah yeah as opposed to writing it while you're right <laughs> so that being said if we're talking about lukewarm reviews or yeah. in this case pretty pretty rough reviews the star wars reviews are in as well rise of skywalker my friends sits at a meager 58 percent yes. on rotten tomatoes a lot of people are feeling either cold indifference or genuine frustration and anger towards this final installment in the Skywalker saga. Yeah. Scott Mendelson at Forbes says that it is outright the worst Star Wars movie ever made. That's a tall task. That's a tall task. Attack of the Clones is the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> Can't so, be the worst. Yeah. I'm actually curious now. You got you got me old curiosity part of my brain tickling. Yeah. I, th I think what's going on here is the fact that that was the most recent Star Wars movie he's seen <laughs> and is like that's the worst I'm like no sir so I'm, I'm not saying that numbers are the end all be all but Attack of the Clones 6 is 65% on Rotten Tomatoes man that movie's not 65% <laughs> that movie's gotta it's, to me that movie's like a 45 30% it's not great it's pretty bad what's your favorite part of Attack of the Clones I'll wait Ewan McGregor I mean without you and McGregor any part without you and McGregor you lose like <laughs> 30 to 40 percent of the movie right <laughs> yeah, that's a cheat that's a cheating answer he's, fa he's fantastic ben, we love who's it. your favorite part of the dark knight you can't say the joker <laughs> fuck out of here christian bale <laughs> you know i'm talking about scenes what's your favorite narratively speaking <laughs>
I really, I actually really like the Coliseum fight. It probably makes no sense if I were to go back and rewatch it, but I remember being like, yeah, they're big cats and the Jedi's fight cats. That's and- fine. And you can see that purple lightsaber out in the open. Yep. That's yep. right. Yeah. Yep. 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 Oh God. I, I can't wait to see this film to see what we think. Um, I hope that people, a lot of people saying it's still enjoyable. That's the thing. The reviews I think are very, very harsh in part because The Last Jedi took some spectacular risks, whether or not you agree mm-hmm. with them and really, really tried to push Star Wars as a franchise into new and dangerous territories. I really liked The Last Jedi. I rewatched it recently mm-hmm. after having seen Knives Out and I could sort of, see, I saw, I understood Ryan Johnson better as a storyteller post Knives Out. And even though I really liked The Last Jedi to begin with, upon revisiting it, I was blown away by just how, just how clear and direct a message he was trying to make without bashing you over the head with it like he it's not it's not hidden like i didn't have to decode things to find out that he is talking about hey sometimes you have to let the past and or your idols die kill them if you have to mm-hmm. it, which is like the whole thing with kylo ren like being compared to darth vader etc etc he's like listen like old star wars is old star wars we can't just keep doing a nostalgia fest and that's why i think so many people are critical of rise of skywalker is because apparently jj abrams course corrected quite severely back into nostalgia land oh it'd be interesting it's somewhere in a parallel universe uh ryan johnson made the third film (laughs) i would love to see his ideas of where the story would go after absolutely yeah but like as much and i didn't care for the the last jedi i appreciate the the bold decisions though and it is a fantastically made movie it's well crafted he did he did things very smart he's got a political agenda with every single movie that he makes which is why i think i do enjoy him as a filmmaker because knives out on it at its face value is still just a great murder mystery but its commentary on immigrants and immigration policy in america is complete subtext and the the birthrights of naturalized american citizens it's it's a fascinating film especially when you layer on all of this nuanced political commentary and i see a lot of that in the last jedi with centralizing women in positions of power Mm -hmm. and pushing pushing people forward stop looking to the past and look to the future the whole movie ends with a young little Jedi boy who we see halfway through the film. He's just a little, like, you know, custodian slash keeper for the weird horse creatures, which is still a weird detour. Even yeah. though I rewatched yeah. the movie and I liked it, I was like, this is still fucking buck wild. Yeah. What you, this little fucking alley you decided to drive down here, Ryan. Yeah. But at the end of the movie, like, we see this little kid. The resistance isn't dead. We have to move forward and this, there, there's a whole new generation of young force users just waiting to be discovered. And you can't, you can't backpedal after that without it seeming very safe is the first word that comes to mind but also insulting see then this was a lot of the problematic fans wanted they wanted this fan servicey stuff they wanted all this, this is why they had uh, such an uh it's true uh, a knee-jerk reaction to the last jedi mm. uh, and you can't always get what you want so yeah uh, and that's that's the, the trap you fall into yep we could we could keep beating a dead horse yep. my friends uh, there are going to be a hundred million opinions about star wars and this latest and final installment in the Skywalker saga. I, I don't know what more we can add to the conversation. We have many yeah. thoughts and opinions and, you know, maybe we'll do a write-up on them or something. No promises because we're both busy folks and it's the holidays. Yep, yep, yep. But I think, I think, yeah, I think we've said, I've said my piece. Have you said your piece, Ben? I think I have. E. All right, let's uh, move on to our next segment. It's a bird. It's a plane. Oh, no, no, no. It's just first issue. 
All right, guys, next up in first issue is 50 Cent. Curtis Jackson is producing a black superhero show for Jeffrey Katzenberg's mobile streaming service. QB? I think Queeby, QB. I started to know. All right, well, yeah, then that was uh, brought to you by Sean Birch from The Rap. You know what? I'm not a huge fan of 50, Cur- 50 Cent Curtis Jackson to begin with. I think he's kind of an asshole. Um, shots fired. Um, so, I mean, who knows about this black superhero it could be toxically male or not who knows it's gonna be we're gonna be, somewhere gonna have to wait and find out the fact yeah. that we're getting another streaming service is a pretty bonkers thing the thing about this that stuck out to me is jeffrey katzenberg is actually a pretty huge deal specifically in animated movies he mm-hmm. was originally i think over at disney and then after some sort of falling out or wanting to go do his own thing he started dreamworks and was the creative lead behind shrek if i'm not not mistaken damn yeah this dude this dude sounded a lot like he did chicken run he was an executive producer on the road to el dorado he el dorado <laughs> exactly <laughs> and he's he he is a well-respected and well-known name uh especially as a producer of films and the fact that he's starting his own mobile streaming service i don't know what that entails or means like do you have to use a phone yeah. like <laughs> netflix already kind of does that bro right but it's interesting to see that he's got he's got something in the cooker waiting to drop it all on us yeah is it, it'd be interesting to see maybe they'll turn it into a comic book as well who knows could be yeah we'll have to see but there's just a fun little tidbit of comic book related news yeah got uh, I, I guess another comic book thing that we can mention and kind of spitting off the dome is camille nagiani is swole now for uh, the eternals yeah yeah there you go it's not a lot of comic book movie news y'all but <laughs> movie news television news crossover and infinity uh oh what is it um crisis of inf- inf- infinite earths is happening on cw if you're watching that let me know i ha- i honestly i stopped watching after like season three of legends of tomorrow and season three maybe four of the flash is just getting out of hand and there's too many episodes y'all it's like 20 something episodes i don't have time to watch 20 something episodes of the flash and i really hate everything about the killer grog's uh, storyline that's the the killer zod killer grog i think is the, the gorilla that the flash has to, to fight but whatever i digress anyway the uh, canil nagiani swole now so that's dope have you seen these photos yeah he's swole yo yeah he's ripped <laughs> he ends just now seeing these photos like i had heard the news i was like yeah yeah i mean cool no, no, but he's like, like got a whole thing going on there a whole thing yeah yeah a whole six thing well he can he can he uh, he's at the level where he can afford somebody to wake his ass up feed him and make sure that he's fucking lifting weights every day well and kudos to him because he does acknowledge that like on the post that right. he makes he he does say i would not have been able to do this if i didn't have a full year with the best trainers and nutritionists paid for by the biggest studio in the world right he's like i'm glad i look like this but i also understand why i didn't do it before you right, know? right 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 i've been i've been working out consistently for a year not it's not a weird i'm not trying to flex ha 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 i'm not trying to i'm not trying to flex but i don't look like camille not trying- <laughs> <laughs> like that's definitely the hundred thousands of dollars worth of, of of work and trainers and stuff like that good for him he's healthy good for him he also is only eating food as fuel so <laughs> also yes yeah <laughs> 
Uh, bro, you remember yeah, when yeah. everyone was like, oh, shit, like Chris Pratt is fit now. Right, wow. yeah, no, Kanil Nagiano, he just has, he has good genes, that's what it is. He just yeah. fucking killed the game. Yeah, 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 no, he's in incredible shape. It's like probably, he looks, he has like a CrossFit body. That's, a, that's exactly what it is, yeah. Yeah, 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 which probably plays an, a part in hit the, the hero that he's playing, or the god that he's playing. Um, you think his eternal is a CrossFit freak? <laughs> yes, specifically, they invented CrossFit. Uh, I think it's probably fast quick um he you know what i mean it's more based on speed because if you look at a body type like um killmonger um uh, michael b jordan he's buff he's slow he's more about power and um you know sure cracking sure cracking backs and throwing motherfuckers off mountains <laughs> So yeah, it is just very interesting. It's very interesting to look at someone's physique and not, you know, not to be judgy or anything like that when they're performing a role. You know, all body types are beautiful. We definitely firmly believe that at Too Many Flicks. Not saying his body is better than anyone else's. However, it is very... I am. <laughs> no, Damn. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I want that body, right, though. Yeah, like, right. I'm looking at that body right, like, yeah. I, I mean, wish I had those resources. Fuck. Yeah, we don't, you know. But all body types are beautiful. Uh, yes, I'm yes. just saying that this is cracking. Yeah, it's cracking. Um, but it is very interesting to look at and be like oh i can just kind of see maybe what he's what they're going for why he looks that certain way and kind of know different body types but oh maybe this character might do this or maybe this is the motivation for that just by looking at how trim he is as opposed to like buff because he he's he's cut but he's not like jack you know what i mean does it make sense i mean he's, he's ripped got that, he's got that he's got the swollen arm with yeah the yeah like veins yeah 100 but he's not like fucking like weightlifting champion you know what i mean he's i'm not trying to be judgy but i'm just if you compare him to killmonger to this or to like um superman to to, to this you can see what why as an acting choice and as the studio choice why they made him look that certain way which is gonna be very interesting to see can't wait to see it all that hard work you, now, now you have to see it <laughs> now you have to see uh the eternals because he did this for you i, I mean you know? yeah now he i did need to go you. give him some fucking money right he did this he didn't have to do this then he did have to do this they're paying him millions of dollars to do this. <laughs> better do contractually it. he has to <laughs> this they're like you doing this nigga this is not a choice uh we own you we're disney <laughs> but I, I feel like i spoke a lot spoken a lot ian any other feedback before we uh move over into stream theory y'all this body is fire go check it out <laughs> thirst trap holy shit there's trap crack one of them cold boys open because there's a whole six pack just waiting for you right there he's got the veins right. he's got like the perfect patch of hair on the chest go watch the big sick and then look at this and be like whoa that's about it right. i honestly just wanted to be as bombastic as possible yeah, yeah, yeah kudos to him and oh someday i hope i have even a quarter of those resources to do something yeah and uh you know what if you don't we still love you because that's yeah. not too many flicks that's right fam we love you for you all right guys let's uh let's move on to our next segment here and now for another installment of stream Hello, friend. Welcome once again to the fireside. Please sit down in one of our plush chairs, cruelty-free. The down was not taken from geese, but rather manufactured. Would you like some brandy? Perhaps some fine wine? Maybe a nicely aged Bordeaux? Friends, I ask you once again to join us in Stream Theory as we take a look at a Netflix original show. It goes by the name Unbelievable. Now, I do want to say that this show in particular is going to get some very strong trigger warnings, especially since the whole 
whole crux of the show is about two female detectives trying to catch a serial sexual assaulter. But I wanted to talk about it because I did only get to see Booksmart very recently, Caitlin Deaver being one of the stars, and she actually stars in Unbelievable as well as Marie Adler. And this young woman's performance is, well, I, I hate to say it, but unbelievable. It's stellar. It's haunting and it's upsetting, but it is very, very, very well done. The subject matter is handled very delicately and the chemistry between everybody in this this short series is fantastic. I have not gotten to the end, full disclosure. I am two episodes away from the end. I'm tired, y'all. I'm busy. There's a lot going on. All right? right. I work mornings. I work evenings. I slave to bring what I can to the table and sometimes yeah. it's only six episodes worth of knowledge, but I can tell you that in those six episodes, Tony Collette is fucking killing it. Mm-hmm. Caitlin Deaver is fucking killing it. Merritt Weaver is fucking killing it. Now, this is an important show. It is not an easy show. I will say that, and I would entirely understand if someone who has dealt with assault in some form just wants to pass this one by. I don't think any of us here would ever blame you for that. But if you want to watch a show that really highlights the absolutely inexcusable and frustrating barriers that are put in the way of someone who tries to report something like this, then you will very likely enjoy this show because it is, it is, I found myself sitting there thinking, like noticing just how difficult it is to watch, just how frustrating it is. What this show does really well outside of highlighting the the ass-backwards nature of the justice system and how they respond to victims of sexual abuse. It shows the social toll that it takes on these people as well. Caitlin Deaver's character, Marie Adler, is a foster child. She has bounced around from foster home to foster home, so she has a few people whom she trusts and relies on, and it's very, very painful to watch. This is a minor spoiler warning, but one of her foster moms kind of betrays her and her trust, and and doesn't believe her when she brings this very harrowing story forward. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say much more aside from the fact that if you want to watch two really badass femme detectives taking no guff and examining and critiquing the channels through which someone might report their abuse, then this is this is going to be a, gr- a great series for you. Tony Collette, again, is a powerhouse. Caitlin Deaver, if you don't know this young woman's name or any of her work yet, I'm just going to let you know, spoiler alert, you're gonna, because she, she's, I'm just going to come out and say that she will probably prove herself to be one of the best young actresses of our generation. Give her a few years. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Give her a few years. And friends, thank you again for tuning in to Stream Theory. Hopefully you enjoy this. I was, I'm not going to lie. I forgot that we reviewed Booksmart already. I was going to do sort of a double feature and <laughs> do this in tandem with a review of Booksmart because Caitlin Deaver kicks ass in that and she shows two different ranges beautifully. And I, I, I'm in awe. I have a little bit of talent envy i'm a little just a little bit envious but um thank you again and if you have watched unbelievable if you have thoughts about it please let us know tell us on twitter on facebook wherever you feel like reaching out to us we're there we'd love to hear from you awesome do you want to know something that we don't know sure here comes the trivia here we go okay okay 
Okay, y'all. Okay, fam. Too many flicks, fam. Uh, you know, we're going to forgo trivia just for this week. And instead, we're going to do a little something different. We'll keep it short, sweet, and snappy. We're going to talk about what we're looking forward to uh, for the next decade in cinema. Um, I guess I'll start since I, I was the one to propose this um, topic just for this and to close out the year. Um, I'm looking forward to a bunch of uh, more diverse films um, in theater and more uh, women, uh, people of color, and um, also women of color and women in general to uh, helm directing chairs and um, be included in the academy and I'm also looking forward to hopefully this ne- next decade the academy getting more and more um, diverse and less old white people old white men specifically and we can uh, stop atrocities being nominated and winning Oscars like Green Book uh, Ian anything that you're looking forward to um, for the next decade in cinema well Ben short term I'm looking forward to this little project I found about it called a Aladdin 3477. Oh my the god. The Gin of what? Wisdom. No, stop. No. I'm dead ass, y'all. We're getting another Aladdin movie and it's set in the fucking future. When did you get that news? Did Just you... now. Alright, this is a uh, Too Many Flicks exclusive. Too Many Flicks exclusive. <laughs> it is in post-production and I am it's so post? ready for the seductive, sexy, cyberpunk oh, no. future that we will be getting in this did- Aladdin 3477. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know how they got the rights yeah. to the name I mean, Aladdin. I guess but it's Aladdin there. is public domain because Alibaba, right, is the story and that's been around for centuries. Sure. I believe you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for a second, I thought it was Will Smith coming back. It's still terrible, but I'm glad you're looking forward to it. Anything else? Yeah. <laughs> Aside from a more empathetic and inclusive <laughs> pool of storytellers, I am excited to see I'm excited to see what the next Star Wars trilogy will be. Oh. After a few years hiatus, give them like two, three years cool off, you know. Excited to see what the next Star Wars trilogy will be. I'm excited to see if we ever get a new Star Trek movie. I'm excited to see more work from Caitlin Deaver. I'm going to stick with that. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm excited to see I'm excited to see who wins the streaming wars. Ooh, yeah, who's going to be left standing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what Phoebe Waller-Bridge's next major project is going to be. I'm excited to see who the next James Bond is going to be. Ooh. I'm excited to see what Jordan Peele's next project is going to be. Oh, yeah. I'm going to change mine to one of the... I like that one, too. I'm, I'm, I'm excited, Ben. There's so much There's so on much. the horizon. We have come so far, and yet we have so far to go. Mm-hmm. I'm ex- I, Again, when you have a more diverse pool of storytellers and stories in general, mm-hmm. everyone gets a little more empathetic. Everyone gets a little bit better. Yeah. And cinema... Y'all, cinema's headed in some really exciting directions. Some horrifying ones. If you think about James Dean coming back from the dead to be in oh, a God. vietnam film oh no but also some really exciting ones yeah i'm excited for the potential movie musical about michael jackson's glove you mean that johnny depp is producing that that's going to be interesting i dead ass you didn't hear yet yeah. is somehow this this uh news slipped through the too many flicks filter <laughs> of news but yeah 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 yeah. so uh the glove we're gonna learn the side of the story what happened michael jackson threw the glove yes what is what is the context that i'm missing here he threw a glove when where no his his dancing glove you know the white one that he wears all the time and grabs the scratch with sure yeah the glove is gonna talk and sing and dance it's a musical no i'm dead ass ben ian i'm just dead ass serious no i'm dead ass serious there is michael jackson glove musical (laughs) what Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
for the love of a glove, an unauthorized <laughs> musical fable. Oh god. This comes in January 2020. Oh god. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, dude. I'm sorry to break this news to you. Johnny Depp is uh, producing, yes, for 100%. So, okay, I, I do want to say there is an update from Rolling Stone who reported this. Mm-hmm. He is not producing. Oh, he's not. Neither he nor his company is attached to this completely okay. factual show that will be a thing. Okay, so so that was must have been misinformation that was out there then. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, thank God. I feel like he the full it. title is For the Love of a Glove, an unauthorized musical fable about the life of Michael Jackson as told by his glove. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, this sounds... Dude, <laughs> I'm not... I'm not like a published writer or anything, <laughs> but you gotta... You gotta whittle that down. <laughs> no, you don't. You gotta whittle that... If you're trying to... Think oh, about how God. expensive those postcards are gonna be. Oh, my God. I can't wait for this. That's the thing I think I'm the most excited about. <laughs> Question is, who voices the glove? Can that be Billy Crystal? Can Billy Crystal voice the glove? Oh my god. I tried to tell Michael, stop! Jesus. He wouldn't listen. Okay. Oh my god. Oh my god. Then, yeah, I, was, I just blew your fucking mind. No, there. I'm reading. So the musical was pinned by someone who, if I'm re- remembering, is called. Oh. Ju- they're named Julian Nitzenberg. Do you want to hear Nitzenberg explain the plot of. Oh, absolutely. The 100%. Love of a Glove. 100%. An unauthorized musical fable about the life of Michael Jackson is told by a glove. I'm known for writing a lot of biopics. A major TV network wanted me to write a Jackson movie, but the question came up about how to deal with child abuse allegations. I said, how's this? Everything MJ has been accused of has actually been caused by his glove, which is actually an alien from outer space. And feet. Oh my god, I should have vetted this paragraph before I jumped into it. And feeds on virgin boy blood. They laughed and said, can you do the normal version? (laughs) 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 Oh my god. (laughs) Tears. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god. Okay, so... (laughs) Uh... Oh, this is horrifying. Oh god. Um is is it something that you're looking forward to? You mean the end of art as we know it? <laughs> you the, thought cats was bad. The, Hold the my cultural beer. singularity that will d- in like like slurp up, consume, and eventually eradicate all art as we know it. Yeah, yeah, that one. (laughs) Am I ready for, am I excited for the end times, Ben? Yeah, dude. Yes. They said, can you do the, (laughs) can you do the normal version? Motherfuckers. <laughs> oh my god. Dude. <laughs> Friends, that there's no is no that's, that's it. it. Thanks for coming to the podcast. It's over. We'll close we're gonna gotta, gotta close it out. We gotta I can't. <laughs> oh my god. I got- Whew, Jesus. Um, yeah. So that that ends uh, <laughs> another up jam-packed episode of Too Many You can't things. pretend like we didn't just learn. <laughs> <I know. laughs>
about the end of civilization, Ben. Oh, we did. You can't pretend like the LA Times oh. will not have to report yeah. on what we just read. Oh my god. Um, I, I, I just, I can't believe it. Yeah, it's a thing that's happening uh, in the next decade. That's kicking off the decade, too. Uh... <laughs> Uh, and you want to tell the people what you're doing, um, who you are, <laughs> what's your social media, you know the stuff we do. Friends, <laughs> uh, currently I'll be going through an existential crisis tied to For the Love of a Glove and what do you, I can't even remember the entire fuck title. An unauthorized Michael Jackson musical fable as about the life of Michael Jackson as told by a glove. <laughs> While I'm not fucking dreading what we've come to as a civilization in the meantime, uh, I will be on social media as Ian Mutner on Facebook trying to dissect this. Probably <laughs> tweeting in a fit about it on <laughs> Twitter as at babygotneck. <laughs> Ben? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Before we are all consumed in the glorious fires that are certain to be summoned by the fucking first musical interlude. <laughs> and for the love of a glove, an unlicensed <laughs> musical fable about the life of Michael Jackson as told by a glove, what are you going to be doing artistically in the meantime? Uh, I am currently doing Titus Andronicus um, at the Haven Theater, which is uh, working out of the Den Theater. Um, so the Den Theater is the location, and Haven Theater is a theater company. It should start, I believe, in February. I need to get those details ready <laughs> in my brain because this Michael Jackson shit is frying it as we speak. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I look forward to that while as we rehearse and we um, progress through it. I have more details on that. I play Quintus. I get to fall in a pit, and it's great. I love it. It's really bloody and awesome. Um, and if you want to find me, you can find me uh, thinking about this piece about how the overture will sound and and how do you does the glove narrate <laughs> it does it does <laughs> it's a singing narrating magical glove <laughs> that is in actuality a space alien oh yeah that's right uh that likes virgin blood uh wow yep. which is offensive in and of itself uh yeah so if you want to find me and you want to talk about this thing together you can find me on facebook at benjamin timothy jenkins you could also find me at, on Twitter at BT Jenkins. Um, you can also contact us if you have any questions about the Michael Jackson Glove musical <laughs> at uh, too many flicks.chicago at gmail.com. That's the number two and an X at the end. That's too many flicks.chicago at gmail.com. And you can find us on any social media platform if you want to talk about this fucking shit <laughs> at too many flicks. That's the number two and an X at the end. Again, any social media platform at two. That's number two mini flicks and x at the end you can also contact us on patreon we'll have the link below um please you can be a patron for as little as a dollar anything that you can give is great uh we can do more bonus material for you and give you a shout out um ian anything else you would like to add because <laughs> i know uh your brain is eroding after that information <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's a tough pill to swallow. Uh, oh, I guess we could just say hee-hee. <laughs> oh, no. No, they can't. I won't allow that at all. <laughs> Don't like that. Nope. Don't do. I can't. <sighs> Friends, if you see me walking down the street with a blank face, don't try to interact. I'm not really here. 
I will be eternally locked away in my mind prison, wrestling with the yeah. notion of a musical biopic about Michael Jackson as told by an extraterrestrial glove. Yeah, yeah. The neighbor's dog just heard about it and he can't stop he barking. He won't shut up it's about like, it. I can't believe it either. I, I know. <laughs> My canine companion, I know. No, yeah, we know. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, but before we log off, guys, I'll let you know that we will be taking a bit of a break. Uh, it's the holiday season. You want you to have fun, and the last thing is on your mind is movie news. So uh, we're gonna come back with the we're, we're gonna call this the end of the first season, and we're gonna come back with our second season of Too Many Flicks. Um, we're still gonna continue the number count because that would just be confusing as shit for us, and I know you. Uh, <laughs> so we'll come up with new ideas, maybe some new segments here and there. Uh, see what sticks see what flows you can guys can always let us know what you like what you don't like and we're gonna keep trying to evolve and grow with you and uh figure out this michael jackson glove shit. jesus christ yo hey you guys if you just don't have enough time and you're just like i don't know if i'm gonna be able to see michael jackson's glove movie don't worry because we'll begrudgingly uh we'll do it for you because we're too many flicks <laughs> And we watch all of the flicks. Because we're contractually obligated to and must suffer <laughs> so that you don't have to. Come on. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs>